You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome to Sunnybrook's new podcast, Sunnybrook Unscripted. This is a podcast that we are going to now bring to you every single week in conjunction with our Sunday morning messages. Um, if you don't know us, I am Lydia, and this is Pastor Jeff, PJ, as we may lovingly refer to him during this podcast. Um, and we really just wanted to use this as an opportunity to dive a little bit deeper into the topics that we discuss on Sunday mornings. A chance to just ask him maybe follow-up questions that you're wondering, topics that he wasn't able to dive into as much on Sunday morning, and just have kind of a laid-back discussion on those topics. And since I am his daughter. Everyone decided that I would be the one that would fearlessly ask him whatever I wanted. So we're going to do exactly that. Uh, So you are hopefully joining us or tuning in from after our baptism Sunday. This is a Sunday morning celebration that we have a couple times a year where we have the opportunity to baptize members of our church family. Um, and this might be a service where if you're not really used to baptism Sundays or immersion baptism is not really a part of your church past that feels maybe a little bit different, maybe a little bit weird, and you're not entirely sure what's going on. So we're just going to ask some commonly asked questions that we get about baptism Sunday, what it means and what it can look like for you. So we're going to start with an easy question, a softball for you. Have you, we've never seen you be baptized on the stage on Sunday morning. Have you ever been baptized? Yeah, actually twice. Uh, I grew up in the Reformed Church of America. At that point in time, we held infant baptism. So even though I don't remember it, (laughs) my mom and dad tell me that they uh, had me baptized as a child. Uh, But then later on in life, when I came to know Christ as my Savior, I actually traveled over to Israel and had an opportunity to be baptized in the Jordan River. So I've got it covered with infant baptism (laughs) and then also with believer baptism as well. Awesome. So since you have, and since it's such an integral part of our services, does someone have to be baptized? If they're sitting there wondering, do they have to step forward and be baptized? Yeah, obviously not in this respect is... If you check in scripture, you're going to see the thief on the cross came to know Christ as his savior, was never baptized in the last moments of his life. And obviously he spent eternity with God. So baptism is not some sort of a requirement for entrance into heaven. I believe it's an outward sign of an inward working. So it's a public profession of our faith. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But no, do you have to be baptized to be saved? No, baptism is not salvationary. In order to be saved, uh, enter into heaven upon uh, God calling you home is that you know Christ is your Savior, and that's it. Mm -hmm. So if it's not a requirement and it doesn't save you, why would someone choose to be baptized? Yeah, that's a good question. And I always feel as though whenever we talk about baptism, we ought to give sort of the context in, in this respect is We believe that baptism, at least at Sunnybrook Community Church, is a non-essential of the faith. There are essentials of the faith. Uh, Essentials would be salvation through Jesus Christ and him alone. uh, Essential would be the Bible is the word of God. 
But baptism is not an essential. So what we're saying to people is, listen, the Bible has teaching on the issue of baptism. We want you to read scripture and come down where you will. So some really believe in infant baptism and all that that uh, entails, and then others would believe in what we call believer baptism. I know Christ is my Savior, and, and now I want to be baptized. Again, we see biblical evidence for both because it's a non-essential of the faith. We allow people to sort of uh, make decisions according to how they feel as though Scripture reads on those issues. Um, but I do think this idea, especially at Sunnybrook Community Church, of being baptized as a believer is critical. We're going more and more to that, I think, for a couple of reasons. Number one would be it is this idea of a public profession of our faith. Uh, and secondly, I'd say, for me, it's your first step of obedience. So I've made a decision to follow after Jesus Christ. And the first thing he asks, I think, is that we would publicly identify with him. And that's done through baptism. So I would say it's this public profession of faith, so I'm coming out of the shadows that I know Christ. It was just between him and I when I received Christ as my Savior. And now I want to be held accountable. I, I want to be accountable before the body. I want to be accountable before my friends. Hey, listen, I'm raising my hand, and I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and you can hold me accountable uh, to that. Uh, so I think it's critical, not only from the sense of a public profession of faith, but also this first, first step of obedience that we have before God. Remember in Matthew chapter 10, uh, Jesus said, hey, listen, if you confess me before men, then I'll confess you before the Father. If you don't confess me before men, I won't confess you before the Father. So I think it's part of obedience of simply saying, listen, I, I want to be known as a follower. I want to confess Christ before men. I love that. Something I've heard, um, even from my husband, Trent, just being a former Catholic who's baptized in the Catholic church or, um, even individuals who are baptized as infants. Do you, do you need to do it again? Do you need to be baptized twice? Is it wrong if you're baptized? Should you just get baptized everywhere just to make sure you've covered your bases? Yeah. Again, I want to put it in that context of a non-essential of faith. And I would never want to speak against another faith. Mm -hmm. So I want to be real careful in this. So I would say, and we always held to this, especially growing up from the teaching of the church I was at, but if you've been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, whether that be a Catholic baptism or a Reformed baptism or a Baptist, whatever it is, as long as you are baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, uh, we saw that to be good. Uh, but again, I would just give a distinction, and I think most Catholics would, of baptism uh, with regards to Catholic theology, it's always baptismal regeneration, meaning that a child's original sin is forgiven. We don't hold to that doctrine. We don't believe that when we baptize babies or we baptize adults, that somehow through this rite or ceremony, your sin is forgiven. That happens through coming to know Christ as your Savior and receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life. Um, and, and Catholics hold to the fact that this is kind of the entrance into the church. Mm -hmm. Often they teach that if children are not baptized mm -hmm. uh, and they die, they can go to hell or at least to purgatory uh, because their original sin wasn't forgiven. So recognize there is a distinction in theology between what they believe and what we believe. And then really it becomes an individual choice at that point in time. If you feel as though you'd like to be rebaptized, Sunnybrook has made a commitment that we're willing to do that. Yeah. But again, I think you should stand before the Lord uh, because, again, it's a non-essential of the faith. If you've been baptized as a child and it was done in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. you know, from our perspective, that's good. So it's an individual choice from there. Yeah.
that makes sense. Uh, one thing I've heard after our services, both in a in a positive aspect and in a negative regard, is what a celebration we make out of it. That we make, yeah. in a negative context, almost a spectacle of baptism, putting them on stage and making it a part of our worship service as opposed to something private. Can you speak to the heart of why that that's yeah. done? Because I know it's intentional. Yeah. Uh, from my perspective, it's always an issue of the heart. So yeah. so God's always looking at the heart. So mm-hmm. again, what happens on the outside for me is not so important as the fact that I don't want anybody coming forward that hasn't really surrendered their life to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just for cheers and applause and spectacle or because you feel as though this is something you should do or your parents want you to do it. It, it really is between you and God. So that for me is where it starts. But the reason I think celebration is so important, and I'm kind of on the side of I love it when people mm-hmm. applaud and hoop mm-hmm. and holler, because I really believe this is an incredible celebration. Uh, remember in Luke chapter 15, both at the end of the lost son and especially at the end of the lost coin, uh, it literally says uh, that when one lost sinner mm-hmm. is found, all of heaven, all of the angels rejoice. So I can almost imagine mm-hmm. the angels applauding and hooping and hollering mm-hmm. when somebody comes to know Christ as their Savior. I think there's sort of a party in heaven. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's a sense in which when we baptize somebody and they publicly profess, this is what's taken place in private. I've come to know Christ as my Savior. Now I want to make it public. I just think the body of Christ ought to applaud, ought to celebrate, yeah. ought to be joyous, much like the angels in heaven when that happens. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, follow up that I'm just throwing in. I just, as we are on the other side of this baptism Sunday, I've always noticed, I'll tell everyone out there your secrets that you stand backstage with tears in your eyes almost every single time. Does it ever get old? Yeah, no. In fact, (laughs) even you saying that makes me a little, it's just, it's probably for a pastor, one of the greatest joys. And I love, even though I get wet all the time doing, I love to (laughs) hug everybody that comes out because I want them to know that taking a public stance for their faith in Jesus Christ is a big deal, Mm -hmm. uh, needs to be celebrated, is the culmination in many respects of what a seeker-targeted, seeker-sensitive church is about. We love seeing people come to Christ. Mm -hmm. And when they're willing to make that stance, Romans 6, buried with Christ, their Mm -hmm. sin is buried with them, and then they come up out of the water and they're risen with Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, that's just a great celebration. So uh, excited about it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us about baptism, and thank you for tuning in. Join us next week. We'll be taking a look at how to further study the Bible. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.